This is a Capricorn FM podcast. The findings of the investigations by former Deputy Chief Justice Dekang Musineki that the elections would not be fair if they were to be held now, nor be free. We're speaking to political analysts from the Northwest University, that is Professor Barry Hanyani. Prof, good evening. Welcome to Progressive Talk. Good evening, sir. Good evening to your listeners. Good evening, good evening indeed. And for some... I've I've seen that different reactions. People are skeptical, but some are elated by the outcomes from the investigation by the former Deputy Chief Justice. What is your take? It says a lot about our constitutional dispensation, Mm. that indeed a lot of public transactions are transparent. And this augurs well for the consolidation, obviously, of the democratic process. I think we should welcome this and, of course, uh, tonight, study the, the report as it is officially now released after learning from the former uh, um, Deputy Chief Justice of its contents. Mm. But then, of course, we've got to uh, uh, throw caution into the wind here that there will be those who are aggrieved and maybe we should then unofficially put aside about 48 hours to mm. check whether all in sundry are happy. Yeah. Uh, it's easy for us to declare that it's all systems go when in the process not all animals are equal. Mm. You have your independent candidates who might feel aggrieved about the report. You have your smaller parties then, of course, you have the bigger parties. So let's give it a bit of chance. But yeah. overall, it's satisfactory work. And when you talk about that, so two things for me, when you talk about smaller parties, I want to ask you about the rationale, the reasons that the logic that was followed by the deputy former Deputy Chief Justice mm-hmm. there, because mm-hmm. you were saying mm-hmm. for reso- well-resourced parties, it may be an advantage. For smaller ones, yes. it may yes. not be, and, and so on. But yes. the... Yes. The, the reasons, the points he picks up, the rationale, the conclusion he gets to, generally speaking, the thinking process there, what is your take? Yeah. Well, look, um, that, that's where my satisfaction lies the most. Mm. This done compared and from relative position compared to previous so-called panel of experts work. This one says to us, look, it's important we take a multidisciplinary approach. Mm. Let's bring on board your nine health experts to guide us about issues of COVID-19, the trajectory, expected uh, uh, outbreaks if needs be. Uh, are, we gonna, are we likely to receive more variants that could basically throw uh, everything uh, out of the window? Mm. And then, of course, there's, there's the issue of logistics. Mm. Uh, remember, national footprint of this nature cannot be compared with by-elections. So the question comes, how how prepared is the IEC? Mm. And most importantly, your your, your voter registration process. That was taken very seriously. And and, and it may have impacted in terms of the postponement to say the last time the voters' role needed to be compared, especially for Mm. local government, in all 287 municipalities, uh, in some parts, as is the case where I am right now in Portestrum, uh, there were issues of addresses and, and all sorts of problems. Can the IEC assure the nation that the voters' role will be ready before, before October safely? It could be earlier than that. Mm. So, in essence, 
logistics must be put in place. The scare that is out there in relation to COVID-19, permutations there again uh, need to be calculated. The issue of ensuring that everybody gets access to a playing field that allows fairness is also assured. Remember, we also have independent candidates who don't necessarily have resources. Mm. Will they have a chance in under COVID-19, let's, let's emphasize that, yeah. uh, to campaign using technology, mm. which, by the way, the report, uh, no doubt, does emphasize uh, above all. Of course, the recommendation in the final analysis is that uh, the IEC can take this report, can be armed and be empowered by yeah. this report and yeah. go to the yeah. Constitutional yeah. Court. For those that are skeptical is that um, others may use it to uh, take advantage of the situation. Maybe in the future it may set, set a bad precedent. If only mm-hmm. going to the Concord is what the IEC do and there is no um, uh, amending the Constitution and things like that, that what are the other options that are the other avenues does it set a bad precedent is that a possibility that it could be abused in the future not necessarily thank goodness you have a very strong branch of the judiciary in our government system i'm certain that checks and balances will have to be put in place let's not forget it is the apex court that declared your former hate speech act unconstitutional um the the electoral act that deals with national elections as well it's under reform now mm. all thanks to the persuasion by apex mm. if valid reasons are given that are not only there to satisfy your jurisprudence based on certain criteria that is set mm. but also promote uh, principles that are contained, for instance, in Section 195 of the Constitution, transparency, accountability, mm. principles of efficiency and effectiveness and economy. Then it, it's all systems go. But if that test is defeated, then I'm afraid it's, it's all back to square one, which, by the way, at this point in time, we won't afford. So I, I take it uh, mm. Parliament yeah. would, would also come on board as well. Um, to rectify certain things, if needs be, why not put a special legislation that gives room mm. for this special arrangement? It is special, because rightly so, the Constitution speaks about the term of five years. Mm. What happens now in 2021? Surely circumstances are there for us to deal with. And, and of course, you said, let's give it 48 hours. Let's see if all are happy around this. Uh, yeah. But the process, the option that the IEC has taken to go to a panel and therefore one believes they will use the report yeah. to go to concord, that is commandable, yeah. that, that the very, there can be very little criticism on that. Absolutely. And I'm glad the former Chief Justice, Deputy Chief Justice, made it clear to all in Sandri the report is not binding. Okay? That's very important. Uh, but going forward, the IEC has done a wonderful job in saying, look, let it not be us who tomorrow will have to take pressure, criticism, and blame from most political parties. Remember, the EFS had already taken a posture to say, not in our lifetime, we can't risk exposing our people to the pandemic all because of elections. But other parties, your DA and others, had a different view to mm-hmm. say, hold on, guys, uh, here's a democracy that needs to be consolidated. Can't we find a way to manage the process. So 
I find the, the whole gesture by the IEC to say, let's get an independent uh, panel mm. that will come on board and fight us, which mm. is a good thing. And of course, it's in line with your electoral act in terms of ensuring that the principle of free and fair is observed and achieved. Thank you very much, Prof. Appreciate your time. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.